0: When I was teaching English and I was teaching Northeast Asians, they weren't familiar with French and German and Italian and whatever languages the loan words came from. They weren't familiar with those languages. So those were challenging for them because they had to pronounce and understand basically other languages within English. Hey there, welcome to the Diabetes Podcast. This is Stephanie, I'm your host in this podcast. In the madness that is Mnapadmopo, which we'll just call it International Podcast Posting Month, which is where myself and a lot of other podcasters are posting an episode every day in the month of November. Yes, I said every day because... We are crazy people that like to move our craft forward in the most destructive way possible. (laughs) So this is one of those 30 episodes. This is going to be a reflection on the guest episode that we just had for uh, Lisa part one and Lisa part two on typing and reading to some extent uh, Japanese and all of its three glorious scripts. Lisa talked about writing I should say typing in the three scripts in Japanese on both a mobile phone and a laptop. And if you haven't listened to her two mini episodes yet, please go back. They are the previous two. She also talked about reading Japanese, uh, but I really am fascinated with both of those things and namely the scripts. I am really, really fascinated with writing, reading, and with the, the visual form Of language. I am fascinated with scripts. So I wrote down some notes today when I was listening to Lisa's episodes, and I want to share those with you because these are things that I wonder if you ponder too. And these are comparisons with English and Japanese that came to me after I was editing Lisa's episode, not actually while we were talking. I get caught up on how many different scripts there are in Japanese every time I talk to someone about reading, writing, and speaking them, more so reading and writing than I do when I normally make comparisons with languages that I'm less confused by visually. (laughs) So here's some things that I wrote down today. The English language is such a hodgepodge of things, right? We have loan words, just like Japanese has loan words, but Japanese has an entire alphabet for the loan words, which actually makes them easier to find. When I was teaching language, when I was teaching English, and we had loan words from other European languages, and I was teaching Northeast Asians, they weren't familiar with French and German and Italian and whatever loan words they came from whatever l- languages the loan words came from they weren't familiar with those languages so those were challenging for them because they had to pronounce and understand basically other languages within English so actually now that i'm thinking about it having an entire script that tells you this is a foreign word sounds like it gives you a cultural insight into the this is not from here which in some level sounds a bit us-them, but on the other hand, sounds like a good heads-up, considering, I mean, let's think about this. Are there any languages that don't have loan words from other languages? I would bet that there are few or zero languages that don't have loan words from other languages. It's what we do when we talk to other people. We take on words and phrases and even expressions and all kinds of things. We share more Than just food and smiles. We share language. So maybe it is actually helpful to have a different script for that. Hi, I'm Summer. Hey, and I'm Stephanie. And we are the Creatively Complicated Podcast. That's right. Every week we dive into the messiness of our creativity. Well, Summer, isn't it really just creative therapy for us? Yeah, it kind of is. But like we said, creativity is complicated. It sure is. We talk about consistency, process, brain frenzy, and all that stuff at creativelycomplicated.libsyn.com. The other thing I was thinking about is the uh, International Phonemic Alphabet, IPA, for the language geeks out there. Now, for most of us who grew up with the English language as our native tongue or first language or one of our first languages, the main thing you're going to know that from is the dictionary. That thing in parentheses that has different um, letters. In the U.S., it isn't necessarily IPA because we sometimes use, I believe it's called Americana, but it's still a phonemic script. Now, that helps us pronounce the language, even as an adult, but especially as a child because we have so much vocabulary that we're learning in school. When you go into the dictionary and you see that thing in parentheses or brackets, those crazy letters that look different than the regular Latin letters, that's the sounds of the language. Those symbols, whether it's Americana or IPA, that's the sounds. That's not just in English. It's called IPA International because that's used in a lot of languages that use the Latin script. So there's a different alphabet right there. So that different alphabet, different script. We already have two. Mm. Well, technically the loan words aren't in a different alphabet, but they they could be. And that might make loan words easier, especially for learners of English. Learning all of the loan words. I'll never forget when I learned that, oh gosh, what a hodgepodge English is, right? A lot of our loan words are from French, and a lot of our grammar is from German. I really hope that helps me in January when I start to learn German. Didn't the first time, but you know, I'm an adult now. What else did I realize about English? Roman numerals. I grew up with Roman numerals. Okay, I grew up in the 70s, but Roman numerals, like, oh gosh. Where would you see them? Sometimes in action movies, you see them. In American action movies, you'll see, it looks like, um, like if you think of three, the number three, it looks like one, two, three, it sort of looks like a fence. There's three lines straight down and then one line on top and one line on the bottom. That's a Roman numeral. When you see the letter V with a top and a bottom, that's number five, that's a Roman numeral. We use those all the time in English and other languages that use the Latin script too. That's another script, is that Latin? Roman numerals. No, it must be... Mm. Wow, does that get tricky? I don't know. I'm not going to research that because I'm posting every day this month. Are Roman numerals part of the Latin script? I don't know. My head slightly hurts. But seriously, it looks quite different than the Arabic numbers. Another script, folks. Arabic numbers is actually what we use in English, right? The regular... Quote unquote regular, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Actually, a lot of the world uses those numbers, even if they're not using a Latin based alphabet for their language. I see those Arabic numbers in a lot of Northeast Asian countries. In some context, less so in Japan than I have in China or Vietnam or Malaysia or that I know that I've just ventured out of Northeast Asia and gone to Southeast Asia, but you get the idea. The Arabic numbers, the Latin letters and the Roman numerals, I don't think about it this much, but those technically are different scripts aren't they? So if this is true, why does it still hurt my head a little bit to talk about all of these different scripts in Japanese every time I meet someone who's fluent? I don't know. Do you find it interesting when you hear about the different scripts that they use in their everyday correspondence in Japanese and that the different scripts do different things, but they have the same sounds? That was the part that I either forgot or didn't realize or can't handle. When Lisa was talking about it, I assumed that the different scripts would have different sounds associated with them, and that's how the computer would recognize what to put where and which script to offer you. And no, it's it's strictly going on commonly used corpus. In other words, commonly used words and phrases, and it's just pulling from that. <sighs> So the last thing I want to talk about very briefly with scripts is their direction. I intentionally didn't bring this up with Japanese because there's oh gosh, when you're talking about mobile devices and laptops and and those kinds of things, I don't think I don't think this is as much of an issue. But when you're talking about printed materials. If anybody wants to help me do a mini episode on this in November, I would love to get your impressions on this. Okay, let's just stick to Chinese and Japanese since that seems to be where this week is headed. When does the text go top to bottom on a page? When does it go left to right? When does it go right to left? And when does it combine them? I've never understood this. I know that it does vary in in Chinese and Japanese. It's sort of like A levels and O levels in the UK educational system. I don't understand it even though I've had it explained to me a few times. So if anybody feels like they could try one more time, I'd love to have that conversation. I also would like to do a quick call out to anybody who grew up with or that learned arabic the language not just the numerals i would love to talk about that script i don't have a lot of schemata on that but i have many questions and that's what i can bring to the table and i'd love to learn more about arabic especially what is done with the script i know generally speaking the the script goes right to left Versus left to right in English. But there's got to be other nuances within that script. And I'd love to dig into that. So that is officially my brain dump on uh, Lisa's interview on Japanese typing, writing, writing reading on electronics. I look forward to hearing from you about any or all of this. If you know someone who might be able to contribute to these conversations, please do forward either my contact information, S-T-E-P-H-F-U-C-C-I-O is my handle everywhere, and it's also my gmail address, Or forward them this episode. That would be fantastic. The more people in on this conversation, the more nitty gritty we can get with all of these scripts. I did mention a while ago, I want to expand out from just Mandarin Chinese. And I think since we've uh, ventured there twice already in November, let's just do this. What other scripts can you throw at me and that we can compare and geek out about and learn so much more about? Because that's what podcasts are for, right? Getting niche in the coolest questioning kind of way.
1: Good and lazy like thee When you sleep all day long Don't you know you're doing wrong But success ain't can guess Always happy to do less An excuse every day How you gonna earn your way In the grass? Can't you see all your blooming vanity so in love with yourself before anybody else Wear a mask that you're born, never stumble on a thought Till your beauty is gone like a roar of Babylon Well I hope you figure it out Before you wind up getting served inspire your desire all the smoke without the fire and the blame don't it sting always wanting everything have a rest you possess now your dead is prospering well I hope you figure it out Just turn around and remain Always in the status quo Black and white, so uptight Always looking for a fight Seeing red, lose your head Like a stick of dynamite Pressure your gauge, set to rage Demonstrate your mental age Just a tool with some drool Like a bully out of school